Welcome to tonight's 2021 Dictatorship Awards. We will see tonight Mein Fuhr Mussolini and Comrade Pelosi. And the award goes to stick around to Vintage McCoy to find out. In the spirit of God, moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light. of human liberty can only strengthen the cause of world peace. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. But because of the Watergate matter, I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. One small step for man. the to be able to sing with new meaning my country tears of me. It is indeed we are, the defenders of freedom. With the unbounding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph, so help us God. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Those who forget the past are destined to keep Good evening, I'm Rick Brown, and we have an epic episode tonight as we look at the content of what is being said across the nation from coast to coast and from our political leaders. There is such an incredible push right now with the Delta variant growing. Oh, by the way, pause just a moment for a public service announcement. We have been removed from YouTube. And uh, my friend Bryce Eddy and I did a episode called Delta Terrorism of LA when we talked about the new mass mandate and we got kicked off of YouTube for, uh, we have two strikes. I got us kicked off a few weeks ago. So I'm, uh, uh, having an epic run here. So go to Rumble the next 14 days. And because free speech must rumble on only on Rumble because YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and the technocrats don't want any truth getting out. Well, back here to Vintage McCoy, where we're going to share some truth. And uh, if Rumble gets it out, that's awesome. If we have to send you a note in the old-fashioned mail, we'll do it to try to share some truth and reason and logic, common sense, and a love for Jesus here at Vintage McCoy. And as we look at what is going on across the nation, we're going to look from California to Florida and also to our capital because do you ever feel like you're alone? We're the only voice speaking into this cauldron of darkness where nobody's listening. I want you to know patriots that love freedom and love our nation and the principles that it was founded upon um, are speaking out across the nation. And we go now to the capital where 
Comrade Pelosi, who is up for the Dictatorship Award on tonight's awards, is bringing the mask mandate to the Capitol. Now, this is fascinating because she has brought the mask mandate for the House of Representatives, but the Senate has passed no such rule. And so there's this demarcation line where COVID starts over in the House, but it's the land of the free and the home of the brave over at the Senate. Check out these clips. Here in the Capitol on the House side, we have rules where we have to wear a mask. Nancy Pelosi made those rules, even though there's no hot spot. COVID's not on the rise. The doctor we talked to, Dr. Monahan, yesterday said that he was going by studies from the CDC that actually haven't even been peer reviewed. But when we walk into the rotunda here in the Capitol, there's a magical area that somehow COVID stopped spreading. It's when you cross to the Senate side. You see, the Senate hasn't made these rules. Have you been confused by the constant flip-flopping? I think that's one of the most frustrating things about the last 18 months. When we initially went in towards this COVID thing, it was shut things down for two weeks to flatten the curve. We're heading towards two years, folks. And the, politi po po the political machinery that is using this mechanism to control the populace. Now, we understand that COVID's real, people get sick, people have died, but the reality is, is that 99% of people recover that receive, uh, that uh, catch COVID. And yet with this kind of recovery rate, and we also know those who are in danger now, we have a lot more information, a lot better treatments for it that those who are over 65 have two or more core morbidities are vulnerable and those people truly should protect themselves in whatever ways they need. But the rest of the nation should be able to live as a free people. Taking the risks that we do when we drive down the freeway here in LA, just like we take risk in everything else. Doesn't mean that we're playing in the street because you see the real danger is not for 99% of the population. Now, Kevin McCarthy, this congressman, speaks up this week about what the CDC is implementing and what Pelosi is grabbing a hold to bring the mass mandate to the House and where that information came from. See this. Think about what the CDC did just this week. They forced vaccinated Americans to wear masks because of a study in India about a vaccine that's not even in America that has not been peer-reviewed. The CDC has become a political arm of the administration. It wants to control every element of our life. Every element of our life. And it's so true. People are, first of all, the pressure of fear is the club that the progressive left and those who are terrified of sickness, terrified of disease, we have colds and flus and sickness every year of our life. 
we recover, our immune system gets stronger. That's the way life works. And, and let me just ask, if you receive the vaccine in hopes that you would never have to wear a mask again, why in the, where's the motivation? They're now removing the motivation that they were pushing people towards the vaccine in the first place to be able to be a maskless society. And so now you have to get the, the jab and you also have to wear a mask. It's the, it is so unreasonable, illogical, the process. Now, it's not only um, McCarthy that's speaking out. The House GOP maskless protests going down the hall to challenge Pelosi's, um, excuse me, Comrade Pelosi and her mandate based on a study, a study abroad over in India that has not been peer-reviewed. Look at what takes place in the capital this week. These bold representatives are speaking up on behalf of a constitutional republic to, on our behalf, we, we can't be there in the halls of Congress, but they were protesting Comrade Pelosi's dic uh, dictatorship there in the House. That was yesterday. But now Madison Cawthorn brings a mic drop moment. Boom! to Comrade Pelosi. Madam Speaker, you are not God. Your will does not bend the forest or shake the mountains. And let me assure you, your will does not bow the knee of millions of my countrymen who refuse to heed your callous command. To threaten arrest on others for their own personal medical decisions is nothing short of a medical apartheid. And I will not let it stand. For if I am to cowardly bend the knee here like those on the left wish, then what is to stop you all from taking your tyranny to the rest of this country that I love? How dare anyone in this institution attempt to dictate to the patriots of my staff how they may live their lives? For one to think that because they have the title honorable attached to their name means that they may dictate what others may say and think repulses me. What makes this nation special is that in this free land, the people are the royalty. So arrest us if you will, but I will not cower and I will not bend. Madam Speaker, you have come to take away our liberties, but Madam Speaker, in this country, you are outnumbered. Boom, come on, come on, bring it, Madison. On behalf of his people that he's representing, he spoke in Congress to voice what so many of us feel, and I have to confess, because of those few moments, that Comrade Pelosi is out in front in the contest, but you have not heard, no, no, you have not heard my fear of Mussolini yet, so that's on the way. Now, here in the state of California, there was a contest through the last 18 months, really between Andrew Cuomo over in New York and Governor Newsom who could be the most tyrannical in their lockdowns of their people. 
I wondered to myself as they politicize this whole thing, as they, in, and maybe they're absolutely that terrified of a cold or a flu that 99% of people, if they catch it, will recover. But I also thought, you know what? I think one of them is going to run for president in 2024. And this is a political stunt to show how they could compete and have this one-upmanship between the two. Well, Andrew Cuomo got himself in trouble because he shoved all the COVID-contaminated elderly people into nursing homes and 15,000 died. He has eight people that have come out of the woodwork, eight women that he sexually harassed. But all of that, see, you see, in, a, in an age in which the far left is in charge of academia, they're in charge of all the blue cities. They're in charge of all the state of California. They're in charge of all the news media and all the uh, technology companies. And now we're finding out that they're even in charge of corporate America to flex the muscles with Delta and Coca-Cola and all of these woke individuals coming out. Um, you know, it, he fell out of favor just a touch, but nobody's covering that in the news. There's no recall there because you see that's not news. Like Hunter Biden's laptops, not news. None of these things are news if your people are in power. But now we come back. The competition's now gonna get very, very stiff in the 2021 award for dictatorship because now you are going to hear from my Führer, Mussolini, your leader on the west coast of the largest state in the Union, 40 million people. And we are going to hear now that those who have not been vaccinated are equated to drunk drivers that are putting their fellow citizens in imminent danger. Oh, the competition's stiff now. Hear what Governor Newsom has to say. We're at a point in this epidemic, this pandemic, where choice, individuals' choice not to get vaccinated is now impacting the rest of us and in profound and devastating and deadly way. California was the first state to do a stay-at-home order. It wasn't without its critics. Continues. Leading by example, 246,000 Californians are state employees. 246,000 Californians should be vaccinated. And if they're not vaccinated and cannot verify that they've been vaccinated, uh, we are requiring uh, that they get tested. Our application implementation of these new requirements uh, that will go out under a health order in the state of California begin on August 9th and are implemented through August 23rd. You're seeing that in private businesses and enterprises from Bay Area businesses, the bar businesses that are deciding to come together uh, and require some form of verification. We encourage that, encourage that in the private sector across the spectrum, not just in these healthcare settings. But as it relates to healthcare settings in the state of California, uh, dental settings, doctors, uh, all of these other acute uh, centers, as well as congregate centers that include jails, homeless shelters, uh, we are now asking for that verification, no longer uh, requiring or rather encouraging self-attestation. This is a requirement to prove you've been vaccinated and if you have not, you'll be tested.
Now, look, I am not naive, and I'll close, uh, that there are many people still vaccine hesitant. That's why the state put $40 million up. We announced this last week in a CalVax grant program to encourage family practices, family physicians, to have a private setting where they can address that anxiety and that hesitancy. But we are exhausted, respectfully, exhausted by the ideological prism that too many Americans are living under. We're exhausted by the Ron Johnsons and the Tucker Carlsons. We're exhausted by the Margie Taylor Greens. We're exhausted by the right-wing echo chamber that has been perpetuating misinformation around the vaccine and its efficacy and safety. We're exhausted by the politicalization of this pandemic, and that includes mask wearing that has been equated to the Holocaust. It's disgraceful. It's unconstitutional. It's uncautionable. And it needs to be called out. Increasingly, it is being called out, and I want to acknowledge that. And I want to applaud particularly Republican leaders that have had the courage to call that out. And I hope more and more will do the same. It's choice to live with this virus. And with all due respect, you don't have a choice to go out and drink and drive and put everybody else's lives at risk. That's the equivalent of this moment with the deadliness and efficiency of the Delta virus. You're putting other people's, innocent people's lives at risk. You're putting businesses at risk. You're putting at risk the ability to educate our kids by getting them back in person full time for in-person instruction. No more Zoom schools. We want to keep our economy moving. We want our small businesses on their feet. Your choice not to get vaccinated and to listen to these pundits that are profiteering off misinformation, intentionally misinforming you, comes at a real societal cost. We can extinguish this disease. You won't be asking about mask mandates. It's the wrong question. The question is, why haven't we followed the science and why aren't we finishing the job? 75% of Californians, 74.8%, of all eligible Californians have received at least one dose, but there's 25% of people that haven't. And that's our focus here today. Lead by example, encourage these healthcare settings, private sector, not just the public sector, and to start be a little bit more clear about the lines that need to be drawn, calling out the failure of too many that have megaphones that are abusing that privilege and that right by spewing misinformation while the entire time they're sitting there working for organizations that require vaccinations to be administered and have received life-saving vaccinations themselves. That's a hell of a thing. And so forgive me for being pointed, uh, but it's time we call that question and call some of these people out. Uh, and that's, again, uh, the spirit that brings me here today, a spirit of focus and energy that I hope uh, will get us uh, to the other side of this pandemic once and for all. And with that, we're happy here to take any questions. Main Fuhrer, Mussolini, just moved into the lead. He moved into the lead from Comrade Pelosi for several reasons. Maybe you picked up on them. Governor Newsom has now, in his three days ago, this was his announcement, three days ago, and we put together the most pertinent uh, punchy moments of a 20-minute segment that he spoke as these things were going to be rolled out. 
These are, it's pertinent information. It's coming starting August 9th through the 23rd. This is when it's going to happen. And did you notice uh, a lot of his rhetoric, you have to put it together. He said that state of California has now set aside $40 million dollars. Remember the target, what is the goal? It's not about, we're asking the wrong questions if we talk about mass mandate, because it's now a vaccine mandate. He's, he's switching, and there's 25% of America, to be specific, or excuse me, Californians, 25.6% of Californians have not received their first shot of the vaccine. And so that's their focus. They've set the 40 million aside to have a campaign of persuasion through the family physicians that when they get in a private room with a family that might be vaccine hesitant, I don't know how this incentivizes those doctors. I don't know if they uh, get some kind of kickback, if they, they get the people vaccinated. I don't know how that works. Is it just for advertising or is it just to put pressure on the family physicians? I'm not sure. You know, you get you go to your doctor for your yearly checkup, you got the kids and you're in there and all of a sudden now the doctor has a real impetus to push on this idea of the vaccine, if there's vax hesitancy. Now let me just ask you and, and declare to you that I'm not here to declare some anti-vax process. I'm here to declare pro-liberty. And the pro-liberty is my body, whether I want to get a vaccine or not, that's my business. It's not your business. And if, I, uh, am, I, I'm, if you're worried about your life, then you get vaccinated and you wear a mask. If I'm not worried about my life, if, I, if I'm willing to take the risk. You know, last week I had to pick up my nephew at LAX and drive back in crazy traffic, both directions, six lanes of people. And just getting there and getting back, I risk. <laughs> I took a risk of my life, of my wife's life, of my nephew's life, just to drive to LAX from Ventura County. You know, life is filled with risks. There's all kinds of sicknesses. There's all kinds of disease. And you just weigh it out. Hey, is this the risk? And what's the reward for that risk? It was worth the risk for me to drive in scary traffic. You know, there's a lot of things. I go swimming in the ocean, even though in the back of my mind, I might hear the tune, da-dum, da-dum. There's a risk. There's a shark out there. You know, when there's a rainstorm, there may be lightning. There's a risk. Life is filled with risk, but the entire progressive left is driven. The club of their persuasion is fear. And what they want you to do is exchange your liberty for your safety. And it seems to work because they keep pumping this fear. And to watch the look on uh, Governor Newsom's face as he delivers this news and that the deadliness of the Delta variant all of, and Delta is less severe. It is easier, it's more contagious, but less severe as far as fatalities and hospitalizations go than uh, the original COVID-19 variant. And yet 99% of people that catch it recover. So this is what's gonna happen. He said the state of California employees, now it's a mandate, they must get the vaccine. They have 276,000, a quarter of a million people that work for the state of California. And if they are not vaccinated, they will have to be tested every week. Now, we didn't catch, uh, fit in some of the more information. Depending on what 
group you're with. If you're in a medical setting, you're going to have to be tested twice a week. And if you're in a homeless shelter, if you're in a um, uh, jail, you're, if you're not vac vaccinated, you'll have to be tested one to two times a week. Uh, in perpetuity, because, you know, this is going to come around next year. How, how long do you do this with this variant? And so this is the rhetoric, but this is where it really gets scary to me that now these 25% of people are villainized, they are demonized, they're vilified to be the danger of all fellow citizens because you are exercising your own choice over your own body. Now, why, if 75% of people are vaccinated, and if they want to wear a mask or two or three, they want to wear two or three masks and a shield, however safe they want to be, that's their liberty. They get to do that. God bless them. But if I am willing to risk my life, notice there's no, no information that is declared for this category of people, myself. There are 100 million people across America that have gotten COVID and recovered. And the studies show our antibodies will probably be for a lifetime. So I'm a person that caught COVID, I recovered from COVID, you never hear about, okay, let's get a test to see if you have the antibodies, and then you can have that card for 100 million Americans. No, because you see, no, 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 no. That's not their narrative. Those 100 million people get no liberty, no freedom. As a matter of fact, they're part of the problem. They're as dangerous. If you are one of the 25% that have not gotten, gotten the vaccine for whatever reason, that in your liberty, I don't need to know your reason because in your own conscience, in your own liberty, in the United States of America that has been around for a long time, that's the way people thought. You get to choose your own liberty. I don't, whatever reason you don't want to get the vaccine, that's none of my business. But to others now, if you're identified as one of those people, you're as dangerous as a drunk behind the steering wheel that could, and all your fellow citizens are in imminent danger that you're going to infect them. You can hit that other car, you can kill the whole family, and that's what you're equated to. And he said specifically, that is what this equates to. A person that's not vaccinated is like a drunk driver endangering the citizens that are driving down the road. That is a frightening, terrifying comparison from the guy that is the leading, the largest state in the union of the United States of America. It is truly terrifying. That that is his persuasion, that is his perspective. May God bless the recall in September because a guy that feels that way to vilify and demonize his citizens to be looked at that way because they're simply exercising their free choice, which he said, your choice, you have no choice when it comes to this decision. Well, thank you very much, Governor Newsom. In the land of the free and the home of the brave, I get to decide what goes into my body, and you do not. Now, contrast that to the greatest governor in the United States of America. Let's just travel 3,000 miles and go over to Florida last week. Now, Governor Newsom's statement, you saw the fear, you saw the terror, 
We're in imminent danger. Be afraid. Give up your liberty for safety because I'm your governor. Traveled 3,000 miles away, same period of time, just last week. Governor DeSantis of the state of Florida, who has led the way to pioneer these uncertain waters, gives his take, which rings true to millions of Americans that just simply want to be free and make their own decision about their own body. Check out the greatest of all time, Ron DeSantis. We continue our team coverage now of this uptick in cases now with the governor's response. Governor Ron DeSantis today calling the upswing just a little more than a seasonal flux. Your question raised an important point in terms of what we've seen in the last um, really couple months. Obviously in July, which I told people months ago, we would see higher prevalence because it's a seasonal virus and this is the seasonal pattern. If you are vaccinated, though, the number of people that end up hospitalized after have, is almost zero. It's incredibly, incredibly low. So I think there's some misinformation out there where someone will say, oh, these people were vaccinated and they tested positive. Understand, a positive test is not a clinical diagnosis of illness. And so if you're vaccinated and you test positive but you don't get sick, well, the name of the game is to keep people out of the hospital. And I think that the folks that have done that, and we're proud of our seniors' first strategy, we've done about 85% of our seniors in Florida have gotten shots. You know, I think the data is increasingly clear uh, that if you have been vaccinated or if you've recovered from COVID, because you are immune in that respect too, uh, the chance of you being hospitalized or dying is very, very low. And so I think you're seeing that in other parts uh, of, the, of the world and other parts of the country, too, where you see positive tests going up. Uh, but like in the United Kingdom, for example, they have huge increase in positive tests, but their hospital census and mortality is not following suit. I mean, it may go up a little, but it is not surging like it would have over a year ago. And so I think that we have three vaccines available. Anyone, any adult can get it. Uh, at pharmacies, health departments, you name it. I do not agree with some of these people, some of these quote-unquote experts who lambast people and, and, and criticize them uh, or say they're stupid or something. That's not the way to reach folks, okay? Um, so that's one of the reasons why I always said no mandates, because I think, honestly, I don't believe in mandates, but I don't even think it would be productive to do that. Uh, and so the folks who wanted it, the seniors, we worked hard to get it. Everyone who's wanted it obviously can get it. Now you're in a situation where you have folks who may be skeptical of it. Uh, and so understand if you're communicating, uh, you don't want to say things that are going to cause them to retreat even further. And I'm sorry, there's been a lot of misinformation and a lot of bad advice that's been given by some of these experts over the last year. These people saw all that. They remember all this stuff. So... I'd say just, you know, have a little humility when you're trying to carry that message. You know, understand that there's some people that, that may have uh, qualms. Uh, and, and what I try to do is just present the data. And if I thought the data didn't justify, then I would say that. And I would be completely honest. So, Governor DeSantis, talking about those things, he's not anti-vax. He's pro-liberty. He's not against, I mean, he's against mandates. He doesn't think that's healthy or productive. He also doesn't think that it's healthy to uh, vilify or demonize the citizens that may be a little hesitant about that. And he also brings up the important thing that, like myself, 
I'm a part of 100 million people that got COVID, recovered from COVID, have the antibodies, but there's still uh, the government in any way, the state of California, that I am as dangerous as a drunk driver, hold a gun to my head so you can stick a needle in my arm. Why, if I have natural antibodies that they're finding out are actually last longer than actually what's being produced by the vaccine, why would I do that? Am I, a I would be a total moron to do that because it seems to make no logical sense. Vaccines are inherently dangerous. They have side effects. And so I've been vaccinated for all kinds of stuff. I've traveled to 17 countries around the world, but I uh, am not very excited about any kind of experimental thing. Uh, experiments, uh, I think they should figure that out in, um, in rat studies or animal studies way before they bring it to any humans. That, that just doesn't make sense to me. And, and if you, I, I, you know, I just don't want to be a part of the ex experiment and I've recovered. So what's to say for 100 million people like me? How come there's no voice? How come there's no reason? Well, in the state of Florida, there is. Why is it that in the state of California, for the first year on record, 180,000 people moved out of the state of California to get away from the tyrannical leadership of, quote, fear and safety to give up freedom? Because people would rather take a risk in life and have liberty than have you remove their freedom. So people are moving to where? Florida. Oh, I'm shocked people would want to move to Florida after hearing their governor. Who doesn't want to live in Florida with a governor like that? Who doesn't want to go to the land of Texas or the land of Idaho or anywhere where there is not this dictator that now is zeroing in and declaring that 25% of Californians that won't receive the vaccine are as dangerous to their fellow citizens as a drunk driver hurtling down the highway? Unbelievable. You wonder to yourself, don't you? I do. I listen to what Pelosi's saying, I listen to what Newsom's saying, I listen to what the CDC is flip-flopping, going back and forth, and now it seems that the White House is simply just twisting their arm anytime they want an answer from the CDC to get what they want, even to have to reach to a study that is overseas in India that hasn't been peer-reviewed. It's based upon a uh, vaccine that's not even, we don't even have it in this country. Unbelievable. Have you ever just wondered that so many of these people, when they push God out of their hearts and out of their minds and want nothing to do with God, that they just lose their mind? That somehow they, they've lost logic and reason and rationale? You know, Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. You know, when you bring the Lord into things, your life now begins to be driven by faith and not fear. You're not terrified, and you also fall more in love with liberty than ever. You have liberty in your relationship with God. You want to live in a land of, the, of liberty, and you love liberty because you believe that it's the unalienable rights that was granted to us, our forefathers and founders of our nation in the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, communicated that, that these rights are for us. And it is violating our rights to push into a medical procedure anybody that doesn't want to do that. You know, when you start feeling this oppressiveness and you start feeling like now you're going to get being demonized and vilified and pretty soon you're going to have to have some card to prove that you've been vaccinated, you just begin to feel this oppression. 
reminds us of what was going on in Egypt. In Acts 7, 34, Stephen declares, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their groaning and have come down to deliver them and now come and I will send you to Egypt. The Lord was speaking to Moses and he was sending him to set the people free with the truth of who God was and to deliver them from a tyrannical leader like Pharaoh. And God brought them through that whole process. But sometimes we're under this government rule. There's nowhere to flee for the land of the free and the home of the brave and the rest of the world. If the rest of the world is escaping tyranny, escaping socialism, escaping communism, where do they come? They come to America, a city on a hill that loves liberty. But if you remove America, or if I'm in America and now the tyrannical leaders come here, where will I flee? Well, I have to retreat to my own conscience and the liberty that is inside of me and make the decisions that I need to make and you need to make. You know, Daniel was taken, exiled from his homeland in Israel and taken to Babylon. And the king wanted them to do things, wanted them to eat his delicacies and drink his wine. But Daniel in his conscience didn't want to do that. And Daniel 1.8, it says, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. He goes through this thing. He goes, you know, I really don't want the king's stuff. I don't want his food. I, I mean, he's probably sacrificed it to idols. I don't want his wine. I don't want the king's stuff. And so he was in danger. He was under this tyrannical leader. And the eunuch said, well, you know, you're going to put my life in danger now if, if, if I don't see that you're doing well. And so Daniel asked him, he said, um, why don't you just put us to the test? We're, give us for 10 days me and my three friends, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, the four of us, why don't you give the four of us just uh, water and vegetables, and, and after 10 days, just, just see if we're doing okay. And so it says at the end of 10 days, in verse 15 and 16, the, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus the steward took away their portion of the delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables." You see, this wasn't a matter of a, a vaccine. It wasn't a matter of something. It was just a matter of his conscience. He, he didn't want this food that had been sacrificed to idols. And he, he just, you know, he had a big question mark about it. So his conscience led him into a, a position to put this to the test. And at the end of it, the Lord just said, hey, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going I'm to provide for you. And, you know, it's amazing how... He came through that, him and his friends. And so uh, the, the eunuch saw him after that time, and they looked healthier. You know, when I live by faith fearlessly, have you looked around after the last 18 months of people that are in their masks, they're hiding in their homes, they're isolated from people, they're, they're in this place, and they have given up all their liberty for the sake of safety. The quality of their life diminished. Their hearts, their emotional well-being diminished. Man, I don't know about you, but I want to live fearlessly by faith and live healthy and free to enjoy the life that God has given me. And I want to do so here, and I want to speak up about it as well. You see, Daniel and his three friends, after all of this, 
They went in before the king and they were tested. It was amazing. But it tells us this in Daniel verse 17 and 20 of chapter 1. God gave them knowledge and skill and all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them to be 10 times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. You know, there's a real contrast here. As they followed their conscience and as they pursued the Lord, the Lord downloaded into them wisdom and logic and reason and ability that made them shine because they were really seeing the world as it was. In comparison to all those other people that were not walking with God. You see, when you remove God and then that person has put aside the wisdom that God would give them, and then they rule people, it's oftentimes a recipe for disaster. Solomon said in Proverbs 29.2, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Isn't that true? When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Everybody you every Floridian that you talk to raves about who? Their governor. <laughs> they rave about their governor. And we over here in California, in the land of tyranny, we have governor envy. <laughs> because we wish we had a leader that loved liberty the way we loved liberty and the way most Americans have been trained to love liberty. But then it goes on to say, but when a wicked man rules, the people groan. And maybe you can say it with me here at the end. One big groan. Oh, what a drag to be presenting to you in 2021 a contest of tyrannical leaders between Mainfur Mussolini and Comrade Pelosi. You judge who is the most tyrannical and you hand them the award yourself. But just so you know, they're both from California and they're both closely related and they come from the same tribe as everybody else from the progressive left that would rather lock you down, fill you with fear, remove your liberty so that they can rule you like the peasants of the land. Well, in contrast to that, we have a recall coming in September, and this Sunday morning at Godspeed Calvary Chapel, Larry Elder, a conservative talk show host, is in the front running for this uh, recall of Governor Newsom, and he'll be sharing with those who come to listen about where he's coming from and his perspective. So here at Vintage McCoy, you know, history matters when you can look back and you can see where a people goes if they don't stand up and speak truth in the midst of tyrannical leadership in their nation. They must rise up and they must push back to love liberty and love freedom. And when you, just, you get just a taste of this, you can see what must have motivated the revolution back in 1776. Words like Patrick Henry saying, Give, her, give me liberty or give me death. Each day of my life, I'm living for liberty. And if the COVID Delta variant kills me, then I'm ready to meet Jesus face to face. 
Because, as my cousin says, I ain't scared. From Vintage McCoy, Rick Brown. God bless. Till next time. Hey guys, thanks for watching. For more information, head over to vintagemccoy.com or follow us on Instagram at the Vintage McCoy. We'll see you there.